Alright, let's get this shit started. Got no time to waste. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast with your host, Wolfson. And here about to bring you another week of Shiznets, where we talk about all the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that happens on our weekly basis in our weekly lives, you know? So happy to be back, you know, happy belated Thanksgiving. I apologize that I couldn't, you know, air any new episodes last week. There has been some audio complications during the recording process where I was editing and I checked that half of my episode was recorded properly with the proper audio. And the other half, for some reason, it's just like, I don't know why. This is what we do this things, guys. We live and learn. And now we try to experiment other new stuff around here, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in, guys. And let's get started with this, you know, uh, with this weekly's episodes, you know. But before we get started, I do want to point out one thing in particular. I do want to give a big um, shout out. Well, not a particular shout out. I don't know what what's the correct word for this, but I do want to mention that, you know, just recently before Thanksgiving, I received news, you know, the week of my birthday that a beloved gnome actor and celebrity I, I, in my status, at least that at least for those generations that grew up in the in the 90s and in the late 80s, 90s and early 2000s, they grew up with this character and this uh, actor. He is known as the Green Power Ranger, the White Power Ranger, and the Red Zeo Ranger, and the Red Turbo Ranger, and many other parts. You know, he is known as Jason David Frank. Rest in peace to Jason David Frank. He was definitely a very beloved person, a very beloved character who we all grew up with him. Like everybody knows who Tommy Oliver is from the Green Ranger, from the from the White Ranger. You know, from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We grew up with him, you know, so it's sad to see that, you know, his recent passing came about. As you can see right here, it sucks. Don't mind my background, guys. This is, again, I'm still doing the trial and error phase, you know, trying to figure out what's best for me. Um, Yeah, so it has been, it has been, you know, no, that's been confirmed. It's a suicide. The wife uh, saw him. You know, he was 49. Rest in peace to a legend. See, and if, if you know, if anybody struggles with uh, for suicidal thoughts or struggles with mental health, please call the lifeline. You know, it's very important. It's very sad. You know, spoken about, read about this right here. And she said that her husband tragically lost his life to suicide just last week. Yeah, it's it's very tragic. You know, we don't know. The, def the definitive reason why he passed, this is updated. Oh, so it was yesterday that was updated. Oh, well, that's good. It has been revealed. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So I, I wasn't, I didn't know about it. I we know it was suicide, but we know how. It was well known. Mm hmm. And Santa Parents said her husband, his death comes to much shock to me. It, it, it is because it's a small story. I came, I went to a, one of those small cons in Orlando with me and my cousin and a friend. And we met the guy, and the guy could not be any more sweeter, man. Like I'm telling you, the, the nicest, sweetest person you can ever think of. I was just taking a picture for my cousin because he was that's his idol, that's his hero, you know. And the guy saw me taking his picture. He's like, Hey, you want to come in and join? I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Like, I'm just taking a picture for my cousin. It's like, 
Ah, join in. Come in. Come in. Okay. So I'm putting up the picture right here of us. You know, that was us, you know, in one of the cons in Orlando. Like, again, such a sweet person, man. Very humble. And he was very, very beloved all around. So it's tragic to hear that, you know, he put on a smile face every day, but he was literally suffering from the inside. It sucks, you know. Here's uh, the wife says, the truth is, I had no idea that Jason was thinking of ending Finn's. Yes, he had struggled with mental issues and depression before, but I could never predict what would happen. Wow, that's... Oh, and he just left a daughter. Oh, and wait. According to Frank, the 19-year-old marriage had its troubles, including the loss, loss just a year ago of her daughter, Shayla, from... She said her husband was help raised. Wow. Losing her and helping her, her raise her baby son. Jason and I started having marital issues. For anyone who has known the pain of a losing child, I know you understand how such a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And they decided to separate. Oh, yeah. And I was days they had a heartfelt conversation after returning from the event of a heart. It was a relaxed sober up before turning down the scene. I went downstairs to get a snack from the lobby. As I got no more than 10, I went back upstairs, began knocking on the door to no answer. I knocked repeatedly, kept calling his name. Frank ended her same asking people to stop making assumptions and leave my family to grieve for peaceful. All, all we wanted was to remember Jesse in his happiest moments. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say the cause of death. Oh, well. Well, the re oh, okay. Maybe it's the reasoning. The reasoning. Yeah. That. Yeah, 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 that'll do. That'll do. I, I I would never understand what it is to lose a child. I would never understand it. And I can only imagine how painful it really is. I mean, I remember my grandmother had to bear the fact that she lost two of her children while she was still alive. And that has to be very, very painful. So the fact that he lost he lost a child. A year ago, at the same time, you're having, you know, so being sober and having marital problems and just got separated. It was like, yeah, like the dude was not in the red, right headspace and it was just going about. Like, I'm, I feel sorry overall, actually. Like, it sucks. Like, yeah, that, that will, all that accumulation to get to that point, yeah, that, yeah, it's a shame. It really is a shame. And I, and I feel so sorry about it. I feel sorry for their family and for their, their son. It's not going to have a father in the life. I mean, depression and mental health, it's a real issue. And we need to talk about these type of stuff, guys. Like, we need to be normalizing the fact. And we shouldn't be fail shameful about this, you know, guys. So if you ever feel like a certain way or you feel like you're not right in the headspace and you feel like you need to talk to somebody, talk to a family, a therapist or whoever, go for it. Just talk. Right? And if you're having, or if you see a friend or a family going through some stuff, like let them know, send them a text. Say, hey, brother or sister, I love you, man. Just want you to always know that I care. I'm here for you, man. Whatever. Just one small text. It changes the whole day. Guarantee, guys. I've been on depression before and I tell you that it really, really sucks, you know. But if it wasn't for, you know, me encouraging and seeking myself help or 
by asking for my family and my friends, you know, to be there when I needed them. I don't know where my headspace would have been. But yeah, guys, like acknowledge like that what you have and don't feel shame about it that you have it. Like everybody goes for this and just talk to someone. Believe it. When you talk to somebody, even just letting it go, what, what you feel like, it will make you feel better. 100% guaranteed. Talking is good. Making it normalizing is good. Just go for it, guys. Don't ever feel shameful that like oh, I'm feeling like this and I feel like a letdown because I know what it is. It's like it feels like I'm um, letting my family down that I'm this week or this or that. All that stuff is going for your head, but it, it, that's what it is. It's going for your head. It's not the reality, you know? If you know that you're going for something, just talk to somebody. 100% guarantee it'll make you feel better. And the more you talk about it, the more it gets better and better, you know? But that's what I that's what I feel, you know? So I just want to put it out there, you know, rest in peace to Jason Devin Frank and his family. I, may God rest his soul, you know, and I hope he seats, I hope he's finally at peace, you know? I hope he really is, you know, guys. Um, let's order a topic of business that we want to talk about. This is something that's very, very, very interesting. Interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about it just a little bit. Um, the whole FIFA scandal that's been happening right now. For those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys know when they watch this episode. The World Cup is happening right now in Qatar 2022. Now, most of you don't know, um, the World Cup usually goes in the summer. It always does in the summer, so it doesn't... So it doesn't um, interfere with the other leagues divisions and 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 championships and whatnot you know it owes in the summer but they had to put it in the in the winter time because obviously qatar is like literally in the middle of the desert and it's right there in the equator and it's hot as fuck in the summer so obviously we're not gonna have people dying on us in the middle of the summer so they prefer to do it, move that on the on the winter, which is like a lot of leagues is like a very big inconvenience, but they all moved it all in, in the winter and it'll less and it's hap currently happening right now. But speaking about people dying in the middle of the summer, if they would have hosted, that's one of the scandals that we're gonna talk about. The fact that people were building these um stadiums just for the World Cup, only to find out that people literally have died building these stadiums. Wilson, what are you talking about? Okay, here we go. So if you pay attention over here, you can see right here. Um, but no, this is this is something that we're going to talk about. Um, here it is. World Cup. Why is Qatar a controversial location for the tournament? Well, as you can see, we're here to see where we go right here. The decision to award the Qatar, blah, 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 blah. Awarded tournament to be in the middle in 2020. I remember that. During the hell to it. So, blah, 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 blah. corruption allegations. Well, let's see about that. Organizers have strongly denied allegations to the U.S. Department of Justice that brides, the brides that were paid to secure votes for hosting rights of the tournament and award 12 years. Suspicious rumors are surrounded by mm, World Cup or Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, it was supposed to be in Russia, but obviously the whole thing happened in Russia. And like, yeah, like, Let's keep Russia. This is the one that I that I looked at. There's a couple of scandals that I'm gonna talk about, 
But this is the one that I want to mention. The welfare of migrant workers. Qatar has faced some criticism from human rights groups over the treatment of migrant workers who, who with other foreigners, comprise the bulk of the country's population. Report says that the practice, such as withholding salaries, charging workers to change jobs, were still rifled despite labor reforms in 2014. Now, obviously, the government denied this. Uh, that thousands of migrants, workers, host nations, no, but amnesty and other rights copies and let's um, cut our words, human rights abuse setting, uh huh, 444 million. Oh, yeah, we'll get to this right now as well. So basically, the, the whole thing, the whole thing was that building these um, stadiums cost money. So most of the time, all the workers, that lived in Qatar couldn't do the whole thing, you know? So what they do, they 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 outsource their workers to other foreign foreigners that want to work. Thing is that the when they got to there, they started working nonstop and the salary was just like very poorly. And it resulted of people dying because of the of no of the no breaks. It was nonstop. They They've been building this for years, obviously in the middle of the desert. So imagine building that with heated sausage and just thousands of thousands of people dying and and they're like, like champion about it. So that's the whole thing that's going on right now. It's, and and I can believe that. Frankly, a lot of the, the people from Qatar, they know it's like, nah, I'm not going to be working for many hours in the middle of the fucking desert just to build the fucking the, the fin and make me die for, for less money. Obviously, they knew that's why they outsourced it to a foreigner so they could come over and work. But, you know, they tricked to believe. And here's the thing. They bring their families over so they can live a little bit while they're building that. And then, you know, it dies with little pension, you know, with little money. So that's been an uproar all around, you know. So that's one of the scandals that's happening currently right now. And I feel like, yeah, like Qatar should face some, some humanitarian, you know, crisis or what i don't know like they should face some consequences i don't know i i know they should feel something like they should be punished for something you know because it's actually a crime for for you guys to to make you know modern day slaves even though they're getting paid but they're still like treated they're treated as like non-stop you know so they should get some sort of punishment you know but that's just one of the scandals like guys the other scandal was you know the the LGBT, you know, rights around that. I think we saw the women rights and the LGBTQ plus rights, you know, and I actually have my thoughts with that. I have it's a little controversial on my end. Um, obviously, it sucks that to in today's world, there's still countries out there that basically do not give any woman rights and don't have, you know, gay rights or any social rights. It's all about the men and the men and that's it. It sucks. And it shouldn't be like that. Period. Like it's that 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 those laws, those old laws should change by now. Like come on. Like we're we're living in, in the in the present future. Come on. Like this this is all outdated. This should change this. That being said, we cannot force a government to change their rights or their laws. You know, we can't. It's just like if we have our own government and we work on such on a quote-unquote democracy um and that's how things work but we cannot go tell other countries and tell them that you're wrong and that your government is wrong to their faces and say like you're wrong you should change they're not gonna change for you because 
You're only going to be here for a few weeks and then you're out. That's the sad reality. Like we, we want to pretend to care, but we really don't. Because if you really do, then you'll be champion for them and you'll be fighting for them every day, every week, every month, every year for that until some sort of change happens. But we all know that we're just voicing our opinions and say that this is horrible, you know? So like, it's unfortunate, but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. We can bridge it. We can like make loud noises about it. It ain't going to change anytime soon, unfortunately, you know? Also, you have to keep in mind, we're in, in someone else's home and we have to learn the ways they live their life, you know, their, the ways that their life is being lived. We can't just go ahead and tell them you're wrong. This is not how things work. Like you can't tell them that's not your place to say. If they're in your home, you tell them like, well, in my home, we do things our way and we do it in a certain way. That's fine. That's fine. But you can't go to someone else's home and tell them how to live their life because you live in a certain way. It doesn't work like that, you know? So it's kind of the same thing when we go to over there to other foreign countries and, and you know, expect to them to do some sort of a change and which like, no, guys, you can't pretend that you're going to change the government and say like, oh, you're evil and whatnot. Like, it's not going to do anything. And you're not allowed to be doing that. There, that's why every that's why every country has certain laws and certain and certain restrictions. That's why every time you travel, I highly recommend that every time you travel outside of the U.S. or where or not just the U.S., let's just put it in general perspective, specific. Every time you travel on a different country that is not yours, try to learn or know some of the laws, not all of them, but at least some of the laws that you know that that you may or may not commit, you know, at least get yourself educated a little bit. Obviously, most basic common logic sense is like, don't do anything wrong or don't do, do anything that, you know, you put yourself in a situation that might, something may happen, you know, like, you know, don't steal or don't insult somebody. Don't get in a fight in a country. Like the laws are different from, from the U.S. 100%. In the U.S., you get into a, a fight, there's a, there's a 50-50 chance that you may not end up in jail and you may settle this in court. In other countries, however, you get into a fight, you go to jail right away. And the, the law over there is you're guilty until you're until you're innocent. So you may be in jail for a while, 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 until they prove that you're you're innocent. That's how it is. And and imagine you're in a in a jail of a different foreign country. Yeah, guys, like and it's a it's a fickle situation and it's like getting involved with other people's affairs and other people's countries and laws is like mm. that's why I tell guys travel, at least learn some of those so you don't make a mistake. And if it's an honest mistake, it was an honest mistake, they'll let it fly, you know, but just be aware of it. Don't be stupid and do some of these things, because I'm pretty sure they have a certain thing about you're not allowed to protest. And I'm pretty sure all those people who are protesting they're going to face some sort of consequences, especially if you break into fights inside um, their home. They're going to take you to jail right away, no matter what, no matter who's the who is the who's the victim or who is the the, uh, the the starter or the accuser, whatever. They're going to take you to jail. So, yeah, guys, like you got to be careful with these stuff. So when they talk about these, you know, rights about it, like that's where I tell people like, guys, just be careful. Just be careful when you're when you're doing this, you know, like. When you do, when you're protesting, because that's someone else's home, and if their way of life is like that, unfortunately, it is like that. You cannot 
force them or change their way of thinking because that's how they were programmed, you know? Good for you that you're actually standing up for them. Unfortunately, they didn't ask you to do it. Or maybe you say, oh, but they didn't ask me, but they need to. Like you can see in their face that they want to, but they're too afraid of the tyranny and this and that. That's good. That's a good thing to say to yourself, not to them. Because if anything, you're just making things even worse. And I, and yeah, and I, I feel your pain that they're going through some sort of tyranny, but you make actually make things even worse. Let them live the way they were taught to live and you live your own life. I know this sounds a little bit controversial and I'm not doing anything good about it, but at the same time, I am doing some good. But I stayed the fuck away from it because it's not your fight. It's their fight. And I know you want to protect them. And I, want to, I know you want to, I know you want to fight for them. But like I said, it's making, it can make things worse. You don't know that. I don't know that either. And I'm not in that position. And you may not be in that position, but you cannot go ahead and fight for someone else, especially when it's not in your own home. That makes no sense. Sure. Preach about it when you're back home and you want to, and you want to talk about it, raise a fun and whatnot and bring some of the people. Do what you got to do. Absolutely. But we all know it's all truthful. We all know you're going to forget about this by a few weeks later. And then we're going to talk about another thing. I said it. We're all going to forget about it. Be mad at me. Um, Continue on with this FIFA World Cup scandal. I mean, there's a lot of them. Another one was the was the bribery. I've heard rumors that you know some of the some of the rich Qatarians. I believe that's what they call it, the Qatarians. I'm making shit up. Um, some of the people who, who the rich, powerful people from Qatar, they were bribing the one of the teams from Ecuador, bribing the players to hey, you know, lose on purpose. We'll give you this amount of money. And the players refuse and they beat Qatar. I think that's how it went. That they beat Qatar. Yeah. Because they're, I'm pretty sure they're I'm pretty sure it's because Qatar's soccer team is not so good. So I'm they were bribing the Ecuadorians to say, hey, we'll give you 10 million each or something like some wild number. This is all rumors, speculations. And they turn it down. But again, there's just so many scandals that are happening with this World Cup alone. With this World Cup alone, there's so many scandals. And then the last one that I want to talk about was the Budweiser. The Budweiser one, which is like kind of like wild to me. Um, basically, I think I think the reason why they ban alcohol is two reasons. One, it's within their religion. Like they don't do alcohol or any of that stuff. And two... I think they were getting or they're getting reports of so many fights happening within the stadiums and all based on alcohol related fights. So people were just getting stupidly drunk for way too fast and they were getting into fights with other people. So I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they were trying to fit some of the shit. I was like, well, that well, that sucks. Especially when you're when you literally travel to another country 
you're always going to drink beer. If, as an adult, you'll drink like at least some sort of alcohol, you know? Yeah, like you travel, you go, do you always go to every game? Like anytime you go to a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game or even a hockey game, there's going to be some alcohol. Like you want to refresh yourself. You just want to chill and be like, all right, this is good, you know? And drink some beer, you know? That's what you do. That's what you normally would do. But obviously in Qatar, that's not the case because I've, they don't want to mention the second thing that I mentioned. I'm pretty sure it's more because of, they want to push more the religious aspect, which I feel like that's like the dumbest thing ever because most of, most of your income comes from alcohol consumption as well. Normally, a person that goes to these games, they get, they get like at least a good five or six beers because the games are way long. So they'd be drinking five or six beers, you know? So imagine five or six beers times, you know, a hundred thousands, given a number. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, the revenue that you're getting out of it. And the fact that you're banning it, that's like, so why did we choose to go to, to the World Cup? Why did we choose this place? I know it was of, of a lottery, even though I feel like the lottery itself is a scam. Like, I'm pretty sure they rigged that shit. Um, it's all, it's, People are just like, why? Then why did we do it? Like we knew this was a thing that was gonna happen, and that's the thing. Budweiser and certain alcohol companies, when they do sponsorship, they give you a certain budget. You know, say, hey, we're gonna sponsor you guys. We're gonna give you this amount of money, and we'll and we'll get like and we'll give you this amount of product, and we'll get like ten percent out of it. Speculation, something like that. Ten percent out of it, and they're. Based on the 10%, because once every 10% that they sell, basically, they get their money back sits full or tenfold, depending on how much the sales. So they know that they are going to give them a certain amount of money. They're going to get that money back and more, you know, plus interest. That's basically how, how it works, you know. But, I'm, but because it got banned, and I was like, but Budweiser, how do you guys not know about this? For what I heard is because that, you know, this was a last minute thing. And the only thing that they're selling is Budweiser Zero, which is like basically no alcohol on it. And I don't think Budweiser is basically making a lot of money with it. So they're kind of pissed right now. So if we take a look right here. So this is like mostly the aftermath and the whole debacle. So you hear right here, Budweiser is ready to set request a $47.4 million discount from FIFA after last minute U-turn from officials in Qatar and football covering them, you know, Birja could not sell alcoholic beers inside the World Cup sales, which is crazy to think about it, which is crazy because that's exactly when you make a lot of money inside the stadiums. And I get it that, you know, in certain universities in around the around the around the United States, certain university campus does not let you drink alcohol beverages within their stadiums because their stadiums is within um uh, university property. But they can let you drink outside of it. That's why the tailgates come coming about. It's like, oh, okay, then I'll drink outside because you know I can't drink inside. That's where it comes about. But when World Cups like this, a big stadiums that's basically predominantly adults only, yeah, you're gonna be selling alcohol. So it's kind of weird that at the last minute they come ahead and says like, nope, not selling it anymore. And you're like. Guys, like we give you our sponsorship, we give you money, we give you all our products. How the hell is this gonna work? Like, why are you gonna telling us this now? Like, and this takes time planning and budgeting and and shipping certain amounts because you know 
you got to send it to them first before you send it to your rest of your clients. So this is the whole thing right here. Uh, just before it kick out, dramatic U-turn. Yeah, not sell no longer beers. Okay, so maybe it's not the second one. Maybe. Discussion of the host country and a FIFA decision has been made to focus sales, alcohol, other fan destination license, removing sales point beer. There is no impact on sales on um, but zero, which will remain available. That's no. Also, country of FIFA's, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the tournament organizes that, but that they this appears to leave people Budweiser in something in a buying when it comes to surplus alcohol. They will no longer sell them in the World Cup. The beer time made a Twitter. This is the this is hilarious. New day, new tweet. Winning, winning country gets the buds. Who will get them? See this. This is smart. This is a smart PR marketing move on their behalf. So I gotta give kudos. But look how many beers it was set up. For the World Cup, and they're in the last minute, it's like, nah, we don't need that. It's like, all right, so give us our money. The fuck? It's basically a quick quote pro thing. Like, give us our money back. As reported, sports business publications, but was is looking to recoup. I agree. Sports have money for the 2027 World Cup set to take place in the United States. From $75 million. Wow. Wow. They're paying $75 million to sponsor the World Cup in Qatar. Emotional, damn it. Number set to rise at 112 million for the two. Good for them. I said, we'll seek an estimate discount on its sponsorship for them in the wake of the decision about, you know. Yeah. <sighs> like, bro. Bruh. That's a shitty move on, on Qatar's behalf, I'll be honest. That's a very shitty move. Like, you turn last minute, like, really? You're going to tell them no after we pay you guys $75 million and sponsors and whatnot? After we pay you guys now? Well, give us some of the money back. That's pretty... I, I, I'm with Buzz Wesson on this. At the same time, I will have to go about with what Buzz Wesson's lawyers should look into because, like, they sh shouldn't they, like, look into, like, their policies and their laws in regards to Qatar's alcohol policy because if they say that it's because of Qatar is like non-alcohol place then it's kind of weird that they actually made this as a non-alcohol place then and they're like didn't you saw that coming for a bit I don't know something happened behind the scenes you know and and it's kind of fickle it's like damn bro no alcohol and a lot of these people are are Predominantly, predominantly alcohol alcoholics. Like the some of the Mexicans, they drink beer like constantly. The Americans is another one. Some of some of the Europeans as well. The Ger the Germans, they drink lots of beer as well. Like, come on, guys, you're gonna ban alcohol, but I, but I kind of feel like you should have seen this coming from a far from a mile away. You know, like it's a place. It's a place that it there's no alcohol. Why would there be any? any alcohol within their stadiums if they say, oh, but they say to us that there will be exclusively to us. So it's like, okay, maybe that's the reason why. It's kind of shitty behind Qatar because Qatar, guys, you try to be a touristic area. You want tourists to come around. Majority of the tourists, they're alcohol drinkers. They want to get some majority, not all of them, majority. They want to get something in their system. So it's like, you're not going to give them any of that? Not even your hotels? Then at that point, there's no reason to go to your country then. Like, other than the World Cup, where is, what else is there to do in their country? 
anybody from Qatar or anybody's has relatives to Qatar, please comment down below and let me know what you thought about it. And if there's something to do or you're with me or you're against me, just let me know in the comments down below. I definitely would like to hear your, your opinions on it. Let's move on. Next topic of business. Um, okay, something that I did discuss in the last episode, but when I mean the last episode, the episode that scratch because of the audio complications, but something that did I did mention the previous one, episode three, it was uh, in regards to the whole that sick moment that that sick is oh that sick is back. Yeah, um, and I made my comments. I made I I asserted my comments and I talked about it. And I tell at the end of the day, it's all allegedly based. Like I don't want to label him as like oh yeah he really did do it because I wasn't there. But at the same time, it's my opinion to paint him on a certain way because of reliable sources, sources that I have that I that stay in touch over the years. That they tell me their experience when they were around him, and they tell me all the fuck shits that happens, and especially the 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 Tulsa the Tulsa backstages that every girl has, which is backwards a slut. Everybody knows about it. It's not it's not nothing new about it. So I want to recap that a little bit because I had a comment which was uh, definitely a that sick. Fanatic. It was definitely that sick fanatic. Let me show you guys for one what I'm talking about. So here's the fin. Here's the fin right here. As you can see, guys. So I got this comment, which is like kind of okay. From Seven Senate El Creador. Oh, yeah. Before anything, I just want to point out one thing, guys. Um, somebody that I discussed on the um the previous previous episode in regards to most steps um Twitter feed or you know when he when you when he goes back and forth with a fan and belittles and here's the thing. Here's my approach when it comes to negative comments. Most of the time I don't read comments at all. I learned that the hard way, and I explained that on that episode. Um, obviously, if there's like one or two comments, I'm going to read. I'm going to read it. It's like, well, OK, let's discuss some of that. The way I approach with comments, I typically do not go back and forth on um, on comments or tweets or Facebook comments or Instagram. I don't go. I don't do that back and forth. Ne- neither the DMs. I, I don't have the time or energy to deal with that bull crap. Like it, I don't. So if there's a negative comment or is there a positive comment or whichever comment is that I see I, and I feel like it needs to be discussed, I'll discuss it in the in the podcast. That's going to be a here for now on thing because I learned the hard way of going back and forth. And, you know, and I explained that in the, in the previous episode and I learned that it's like, don't give in that much energy about it. Like, really, it doesn't mean, really matter. So. So I want to address that. Like, you know, when it comes to comments or any sort of comments, I'll discuss it in the episode. If, the, if it needs to be the rise of discussing it. Uh, otherwise, like, I'll just leave it there, you know. So let's go back again. So I got this comment right here from 77 El Creador, which I'm pretty sure in, in my, my native tongue is 77 El Creador, which I have no idea what that means, but let's read about it. So here's the thing that he says. What you say about that sick only makes sense if the allegations were true. 
They are BS. Nani? He even faced them and completely denied them on a on a live. Bruh. I'm pretty sure he meant like on an IG live or something. Daring anybody to face him on court. Not to mention that the allegations fall apart the second you start to analyze them. So yeah, give us some, some new that's sick. Yo! All right, so let's let let's discuss that. Let's discuss that. Um, whew, where do I start? Um, okay, I gotta go back again. Hold on. So what do you, what I say about that's him only meant to say if the allegations were true. They're BS. Um, okay, so you cannot say that because, like I said earlier, I wasn't there and you weren't there. So you cannot say that they're BS if you weren't there. That's first and foremost. And obviously, sure, I, I shouldn't even be saying that, you know, certain stuff, it wasn't there. But then again, that's why I say allegedly. That's why we say allegedly. Because I wasn't there. You weren't there. Nobody was there. Only the people that weren't there. So you can't say like they're BS if the allegations are true or not because you weren't there and I wasn't there. But I do say, and I repeat myself, I do say from based on people that something that people don't realize, like I have a lot of friends in the industry it's just because I'm a small timer or I, my my name or my music haven't hasn't expanded as it should. Doesn't mean I don't know a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people like Jesus. I got the Lone Wolf podcast. I interview people <laughs> on a weekly basis, you know, um, and I talk a lot of managers. I talk to agents, Rick label, A&Rs, you know, artists. And some of the people that that have toured with him or been with him for the for, for the many years tell me some foul stories about him. So it's one thing to say that it's one one person talking shit about him. I'll be like, uh, okay, becomes two and three. I'm like, okay, something's around there. When it becomes four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and more. People telling me similar stories. There's a pattern. Then there's the the assertion like, oh, okay. Then there may be some foul shit. Like more than 12 people are telling me similar stories. Not the same ones, but some of them actually do coincide with another. And and there are people that I've never met or never crossed and somehow have the similar things as as them. Congratulations. You played yourself. Like, come on, bro. I'm not talking about uh, uh, out of my ass about it. And before you come say, well, tell me who are your reliable sources? No, and they're called reliable s- sources for a reason, because I'm not going to put them out there a blast for no reason. I'm just telling them based on what they told me. Oh, it could be lies. It could it could be shameful. It, you might be right. Maybe it is lies. But tell you what. I've known some of these people for many years that I trusted and they and they trust me. And I would never associate myself with anybody that wants to lie just, just to destroy another man's career. If anything, most of the people that I work with, they want to lift everybody up. They want to build the community and they want to, you know, make the community wholesome, you know? So I don't know. You're not in the industry. I can tell you that. And based on your on your profile, um, I can tell that you're just a gamer and a, just a fan. I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put any smoke on you, man. I just feel like, yeah, like you're just a gamer. Like I feel like you have no idea what it is to be in in the industry. You, there is some foul shit that happens in the industry 
left and right. That's like is not the only person. There's a plenty of more people that that goes through this shit and have dealt with this shit. So it's it, it's hard to hear that sometimes your heroes could be you know a big disappointment, but it does happen. He even faced them and completely denied them. Of course, he's gonna deny them. Bruh. He's a cowardice bastard. He's not gonna go ahead and well, it's not cowardice at all. It's just like. He's smart. He's not going to go ahead and say, yeah, I did those in a live audience because that's where the the allegations become true. And, and then that's where all the charges is going to drop on him. So obviously it's going to be denied. He's not going to openly admit that I did those. Like, come on, bro. Bruh. There ain't anybody to face it on court. You don't know what it is to be a victim of, of sexual abuse or being raped or any of that stuff. You don't know what that is. You're not you're not a girl. It's not easy. And and frankly, I do feel like man, they should speak up, but it, we're it's something that they do not do not want to re rewind themselves. They do not run and repeat themselves and they feel shameful about it. They feel shameful to talk about it. So obviously, they're uh, uh, they're afraid and they, they don't and they don't want to see them a monster every day because it's just going to trigger their nightmares over and over. So you never you never know what it is to feel like that. Okay, so before you go ahead and stare into anybody, hey, it's it, it's for many reasons why nobody has come forward. But that's why there's a lot of women that are coming forward about it and they're facing their allegations. It happens. Sooner or sooner or later, it's going to happen. Not to mention to fall apart the second you start analyzing them. Again, you weren't there and I wasn't there. But I'm pretty sure you don't have industry friends that tell you like, oh, yeah, he didn't do it. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like. You do not have the years of experience that I have that that you can go ahead and tell me this. Stuff. And again, I'm not trying to shut fire on you. I'm just trying to educate you. Okay, I'm just trying to educate everybody. Like this is unfortunately normal shit that happens in the in the industry, not just the music industry, the film industry, video game industry, all those in entertainment industries as a whole. It's like that. There's that. I mean, that's why we got the Harvey Weinstein's. Like for fuck's sake. Like come on. It happens. The David Spades shitty shit happens behind the scenes that you don't know about it. And that's why they call it behind the scenes. Because they don't want you to know about it. But when the, when the truth comes out, then they're like, all hells break loose. <sighs> so, yeah, give us a new Dasik. So here's the thing. The, uh, Dasik has been releasing music and people don't realize that he's been ghost producing for a lot of you know, bass producers that we care about. So you can still listen to more of his that sick shit. I'm not going to listen to it. I really don't care. Um, my thoughts about this, like, before you open your mouth and say, and I get it, I respect your opinion, but then again, that's not a factual thing. Everything that you said, there's no, there's no facts behind it. It's, it's just a false, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a it's a fact without any facts. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it like, no, it's bullshit. It, it didn't happen. There's no evidence behind your statement because you weren't there and I wasn't there. And again, I keep repeating myself because people seem to believe like, oh, it can never, R. Kelly could have never peed that girl. Congratulations. You played yourself. Hey, he did. There's a video. Oh, R. Kelly could have never groomed these girls. R. Kelly never did this and that. Congratulations. Hey, you played yourself. And a lot of people want to believe that, but he did. Oh, but that Michael Jackson's like, allegedly, Michael Jackson did this. There was a settlement to wash it off. 
but it was never proven in court that he really did do it. The victims are want to say they did do it, but they they only speak about it once Michael Jackson is dead. It's very it's a very tricky these controver- controversies, and you gotta and you have to be very objective about it and put it with a grain of salt. I'm trying to be as objective and, and logical and common sense as much as possible. But when I do have certain information that tells me otherwise, then I have to believe that because they're credible sources. They're people that are not going to go ahead and tell me these type of stories just because. Like, no, they trust me enough to tell me these type of stories. So my thoughts about it, to move on. Yeah, dude, like, I'm happy that you you like to listen more of that sick. Good for you. Maybe he does some good. Maybe he doesn't. But I feel like his redemption is has a it has a long way to go, and he has to face the music eventually, one way or another. Nobody escapes from this, you know. Jeffrey Epstein did, but he got caught twice, and then the second time, Ghislaine Maxwell. It happens, guys. Eventually, you have to face your music. Deshaun Watson, these are not allegations. These are like proven statements. Just saying, if you're going to tell me about something that's false, give me some evidence behind it. Give me some facts behind it. Don't just tell me because it's based on your opinion and that's it. Like, no. Give me some facts, some credible source, and then we can discuss it. We can discuss it and be like, okay, maybe you're onto something. Maybe you're right. Anyways, let's move on to the most positive things before we wrap this up. Um, I really want to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Amazing movie. Amazing. It was amazing. It was good. I wouldn't pull about it as like the best movie ever, but I will definitely put about that. It's definitely like one of the tops right there. So I'm happy that Marvel ended it amazing with this movie. I'm happy. It was very impactful for the final phase of the uh, of the MCU. This is like the end of Mar- uh, phase four, and then it'll kick up with phase five with Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man. So I'm very happy that, you know, they ended it um, the phase amazingly with a good with the good scenes. It was very emotional. Guaranteed. It was very powerful and emotional. Feel like the storyline could be a little bit tap better. There was some credits about behind it. I, I just feel like it's great. It, the potential was there. The the whole Black Panther, who's the next Black Panther? They could have hit that from the trailers. They could have just stayed hidden with it. And then when you watch the movie, then be like the plot twist. It's like, oh my god. I mean, it's good. It's it's a great movie. I cannot. Put anything. My two cents is just that there was just too many back and forths. And the whole concept of the movie is like we started with something and then we like ended with nothing. I feel like it was just completely like really? Like that's it? Like, like we just we just built everything and now we're just like just like that. So there's that that type of aspect. I have to leave those type of comments. I can't just be biased to say, oh, because it's Black Panther, it's going to be great overall, no matter what. Like, no, you need to critique about these things. You know, that you have to talk about some of these things. You know, if not, you're not doing a great job. You're just saying, yes, man, you know, all around. So that's what I feel about the, about the movie. It, it's just great. It was emotional. 
They did a perfect send-off tribute to Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace to the legend. It was just great. And the ending was just like a confirmation. Spoiler alert, John Avengers. I'm not saying anything more. That's it. Um, I just felt that, you know, you did all this in the beginning and then you just like. So it was kind of like, okay, damn, bro. Like then what was the whole point of the movie? You're going to see what I mean, because it started with something and then it come back again. It's like, oh, okay, so all the stuff that we did in between was for nothing. Like we just died because of nothing. We could have just agreed that in the beginning. You're going to see what I mean. You're gonna, I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to see what I mean. Next topic was the um, the finale of The Walking Dead. Amazing. It ended perfectly. Amazing. The last ending, you're going to see like, holy shit, plot twists all, all around. But it ended perfectly, just the way how it should be. Um, Oppenheimer debacle. So something about the Oppenheimer movie with um, Christopher Nolan that, um, that I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. But I've been seeing a lot of people commenting and saying like, oh, there's no black, um, uh, there's no black actors in a whole white cast or like, oh, yeah, like there's no diversity in this movie. I'm like, Nani? huh? Yo! Like, have you read your history books? Bruh. It's a nonfiction historical event. You're talking about an historical event that that really happened and we're telling it on, on a different spin. It's Oppenheimer. It's all about a few doctors and Jews doing the Manhattan Project of how the atomic bomb and nuclear bombs were just made of. Like, have you... I don't think there weren't any Asians or, or black people or any other race were involved with that other than Jews and whites. So obviously, yeah, they're going to talk about that perspective. I get the outro that, you know, it's a movie. That's what actors do. They pretend they act a certain character. I get it. It's not the same thing. Like on a Black Panther, like a Black Panther movie, anybody could be Black Panther. It could be, it could be the uh, T'Challa and it could be someone, uh, someone, uh, another white person. It's a character. But if there's some sources coming behind the Black Panther, like their comic books, and the comic books indicate that the Black Panther is always going to be a black person, then yeah. It's always going to be a black person. And if you put a white person as, a, as the black person, then that's where the outcry goes. Now it's like, wait, you're de- deviating from the actual source. Same thing with Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, is, it's some historical events that really happen. Like, uh, there's, no inclu- there's no diversity out there because there weren't diversity back in the 1900s. Like, uh, it was like around 1940s or, or 50s. Or I don't remember when was the, the whole concept of the Manhattan Project. but but it was around that time and we were at war. So obviously we, we were not going to see that many diversity back then. Like, come on, guys. Let's be smart about it. It's yes, it's a movie, but it's a nonfiction historical movie. Like that's why there's, there's a difference between fiction and nonfiction. Fiction is like we just make this movie up out of nowhere. And, you know, we put whatever cast we want and we could put whichever genders and whichever race colors and whatnot and that's that's guys gonna be versus a non-fiction and non-fiction technically involves like this is a this is a fictional story but it's based on true events we're just telling it in our perspective or what we feel like that's what they were going through that's what exactly what's going on that's why it's called non-fiction and non-fiction historical movies like the Oppenheimer 
Yeah, you gotta have to be that spot on with a with a cast. So it's kind of idiotic for somebody to say, "Oh, there's no black people in here." It's like, yeah, of course there's not gonna be there because there were none in that time. We have to be factually right. We can't always just be diverse all the time. There's times that there could be diverse, and there's times that we can. Like we can't just go ahead and like the whole Django movie. Okay, that's a fictional movie. And that went perfect. That was a great movie how they represented back in the old days. But we all know that really didn't happen. We all know that Django really existed. Now, do we? Versus and versus a movie like that, well, like um, Oppenheimer. Yeah, like that really happened. But obviously, not the way it's going to portray that it happened, but it happened on something like we're just adding some stories, some, 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 some cast out of it, you know? Those were just my thoughts because I felt like that was kind of like, like, come on, bro. Like, read your history. You know, this has nothing to do with history books and whatnot. Last order of topic business. I want to talk about the review for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And let me tell you, holy crap. Scarlet and Violet was amazing. I just finished playing Scarlet. And now I'm and immediately after I finished playing Scarlet, I started playing Violet. And I wanted like a whole new team that I had on Scarlet. The, the game is amazing. Despite some of the, the you know, bugs that happen or some of the performance risks, I still stick behind that it's a 9 out of 10, almost a, almost a perfect 10. This is my opinion, guys. This is my opinion. Could be Anybody can be challenged about it. We, let me know. Comments down below. But despite the bugs that has and all the performance drops rates and whatnot, it's a phenomenal game. It got me hooked immediately. After I finished the, the the game, after I finished Scarlet, got me hooked right away to play, uh, play Violet. And there's so many Pokemon designs. I still have to like agree with my previous episode when I say like, yeah, they they kind of lazy up on some of the episodes. Um, I mean, some of the episodes, some of the some of the like the Pokemon designs that could be a lot better. But overall, there were they make it up with us with the whole world, and then we got up with some other Pokemon and whatnot. And like, I felt it was amazing and. I love the old, whole open world uh, concept that you can travel anywhere and you can do whatever you want and play around. I just felt like you can just do it based on your level. Like if you're going to travel to this certain base, you want to go to this gym first and, you know, it should be at the same level. It shouldn't be like, oh, right here is a level two Pokemon. And, and I turn right, I turn right, and it's not a level 50 Pokemon. You're like, what the hell? Oh, shit, it's a level 50. What the hell? What am I going to do with that? I felt like they could have done that a little bit better with the level base, but I loved it. I loved how they do it, and I could catch Pokemon that I really wanted early on in the game. It's just going to take a little bit of time about it, but it was just a great Pokemon game, and both of them, and I highly recommend for you guys to get it. They're just finishing updating the latest batch, you know, so to finish some of the some of bugs, but it's going to get better even more and more, especially this weekend is the... Terra Raid for Charizard and it's Terra Blast um, on Dragon. It's uh, one, it's a limited time, so you got to catch it immediately before it runs out. Uh, that's, that's my final thoughts about it. Um, guys, there's nothing else to talk about. Thank you guys for tuning in. And always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at Wolfpack Podcast or YouTube.com slash The Lone Wolf Podcast. And you can always hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, whichever is easier for you guys. And if you guys got, are getting specific topics that you want me to cover, you want to talk about it, please let me know in the comments down below and I'll do my best to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace.